0: Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts Jared Bachman-Stubbs and Spencer Simpson. I am Vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, uh, Empire Strikes Back?
1: Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side.
0: Uh. Fuck that man. You ever tried shawarma? Huh? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. low Oh, it's on. (laughs) Let the good times roll!
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. Travis, I feel like we've been here before.
2: (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) All right. It wasn't even my fault this time. It was... shit happens buddy
1: um yeah we lost the first time we did this episode and we were almost done so
2: well, I mean granted we had like another half hour to go yeah I mean that's fair that's that's why I was when I noticed I was like I gotta make sure that this is salvageable Yeah, and it wasn't unfortunately
1: but we're back and I am inclined to marathon the first story at that, this point
2: <laughs> both of them uh... Yeah. <laughs> right? Like...
1: Yeah. I mean, I do want to have, like, some of the conversation we had about Falcon yeah. and Winter
2: Soldier, but... We we pick up where those conversations left off with no context. We it, don't even it, talk about the story.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, Travis, how was your week?
2: It's a lot worse now. <laughs> um, and we
1: still have to record
2: D-back discussion. Don't fucking remind me.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, so... Schedules didn't line up this week. That's why Spencer isn't on... Um, there's we had and, to do it Monday night, and
2: that's no good for him. And why we're doing both in the same day. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, of Heroes is the shorter show, let's do that one first. <laughs> 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 that was timed. I, <laughs> I need you to know I planned that. I mean, if worst came to absolute worst, like,
1: what are you doing tomorrow?
2: Oh, well, I mean, besides the usual. Nothing.
1: Like, what, like, when, when are you free tomorrow?
2: Between like eleven and two, and then after four o'clock.
1: Okay. I work at four.
2: Yeah. Let's record in AMC while you're on the clock. <laughs> we'll we'll cross this bridge when we get yeah, okay, there. I okay. don't mind marathoning this episode. Let's be champions today. Let's be champions. Let's be champions today. I, <laughs> I closed think this out- is
1: the first time I've run out of gas before you, and now I need you to carry oh, me on out of- the finish line. Jared,
2: that's my secret. I'm always out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I've been out of gas since about day three on this earth. Like, <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying we can... Let's do this. Okay. We're doing this. Uh, so I feel way better. I got good sleep over the weekend. Uh-huh. Jared, how was your week? Okay. Crazy Boomer, really loud, wearing lots of layers, came into AMC
1: because he thought he had a third free movie, but he only had two and we didn't know which account to look up. So he's just started like aggressively telling me different emails to look up. Uh, older gentleman, uh, he had very little hair, but he was wearing one of those earmuffs that looks like a headband that has a hole for your hair. And he had like his little, uh, tough the little uh, coming out of the, the The whole thing. He was wearing lots of layers. There was lots of clothing on this old man. He was very loud. He was very raspy and he smelled like booze. He had a child-sized Avengers Infinity War backpack. At one point, he slammed his uh, backpack onto the counter after me attempting about a dozen times to find this man's account. He realized he was not going to get his free movie and then really loudly went, I came here for nothing! And left. Uh, That was
2: my slice of life from earlier. That was beautiful. (laughs) The You didn't clip, but the, the waveform is just gorgeous. <laughs> it's just a brick. It's brick. Um, like my computer.
1: Yeah, clearly. Fuck you. Um not you, the computer. Oh we forgot. Um Cookie Cop
2: teleports.
0: <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: when we started, we put the we you know, we, we moved the rig around, we moved the rig into position, and we're setting up and then we sit down and we're like, okay, sound check. All right, we'll get drinks. And then we look over and Cookie Cop was just on the piano. We don't remember yeah. well, bringing I him over. Well, I stood
1: up. Well, no, no, because I stood up and I was like, oh, shit, I got to go grab Cookie Cop. And I was like halfway to where the staircase is to where Cookie Cop sits. And you went, Jared? And I turned around and the Cookie Cop was already on the piano next to us. And now he's here with headphones
2: on. Yeah. You caused this. Yeah, yeah this is was your, your fault. fault.
1: This was your chaotic magic.
2: Bastard. Uh Son of a bitch. Everything looks okay now. Like the recording is smooth. Okay. Um, like we I'm going to finish I'm going to do the
1: cosplay super shoot shout out. Yeah, do that. And then after that, stop make sure none of the fuckery's happening again. I can do that. And then we'll go through. So, real quick, uh get your phones out kids cuz I have some Instagram cosplayers for you to all follow. Because these are some people I consider friends and people who are really good at this whole cosplay thing. First thing I need you to do is look up Jeff Zote, Z O E T, visuals on Instagram. He is one of the best cosplay photographers in the game. Follow just about anybody you find on his page because they are good at what they do. Once you follow Jeff, go to the cosplay super shoot. Follow all the people you see photographed there and then start following the people who show up on their pages as well. Some of the best cosplayers, they do everything from Star Wars to anime, Lord of the Rings stuff, and, of course, comic books. A few people I wanted to specifically shout out on this show in particular. Bree Yusko cosplay, Reilu cosplay, This Person cosplays, S. Rona, and Captain Cash. Them specifically give them a follow. Also, uh um... Samurai Jill, uh, Star-Lord owner of a flex, follow them as well. They're all amazing cosplayers. They're hanging out with us a lot at Steel City Con, uh, my convention, Stomping Grounds. All of them are amazing. However, uh, that first handful I told you about, they recreated an amazing shot from the end of Endgame. Uh, Cash, uh, who cosplays, he's a cosplayer who went viral uh, during San Diego Comic Con With his really cool and I am Iron Man. Iron Man outfit. His face is all fried and fucked up and he has like the gauntlet built into his um, Iron Man suit. And he has like, like colorful LEDs going up and down his body to recreate the energy pulsating out of his body. Follow all of those people. And, uh, eventually, because, I don't know why I said it like that. I got a really weird hiccup. Eventually, uh... Jeff does a lot of really cool – I only saw this shot as the behind the scenes from everybody's Instagram story and it already looked amazing. Once you see it in camera and then see the composite that I'm sure Jeff is going to do like he does for a lot of these amazing pictures, I am sure it is going to blow everyone away. I am very excited to see the content with these guys uh, in a couple weeks here and you guys should follow them to see their content now because they're fucking awesome. And Bree uh, Bree Yusko and Lou Cosplay might be coming on due back discussion. They probably won't because I made a bet with them. But since I'm going to win that bet because Raylo is real, they are going to be cosplaying Cookie Cop very soon. So be sure to follow them so they can see – the so you guys can see the Cookie Cop cosplays. And anytime they post something, you got to comment, stop, step away from the cookie jar. And with that – it looks like uh, we're safe. We're, I think we're okay. We're not being attacked by Ultron anymore. Or Cookie Cop yeah. and his like dark dimension magic.
2: I punched him again. Good. Um, He's probably
1: going to consume your
2: soul now. That's fine.
1: Peyton Reed is coming back for Ant-Man 3, and we like Ant-Man. I like Ant-Man and the Wasp more than Ant-Man. That's a hot take,
2: Jared. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> um... I like them about equal. Uh, fun story. <laughs> I can't do the robot voice forever. I
0: can't.
2: <laughs> Fuck. Um, when I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, it was like the week after it came out, and we we went to our local theater. It was me and my buddy Zach, and it was just him, me, our friend of the show, Josh Alman, and his dad. Yeah. And we had a great time just bullshitting and watching a movie. It was great. I um, love that story for you. <clears throat> I love that sip of coke I just took. Um,
1: a sip, not a snort. I promise. <laughs> that was <the> snort. <laughs> um, we here on the Hall of Heroes podcast do not advocate the use of cocaine. Continue. The cocaine and coffee
2: diet, Jared. It works. Um, for real, don't don't do drugs. Kids. Have, have me looking like Christian Bale in two <laughs> weeks. I promise <laughs> guaranteed, uh don't do drugs uh, I, I except for weed, you can do weed, that's fine. we're cool with weed, it should be legal, yeah, um, hot take, <laughs> I don't think that's much of a hot take anymore i think I think by next year it will be in PA, so here's hoping at least. I'm not like an active user, but like. I think, like, I just think it should be <laughs> for a multitude of reasons. You know, you know.
1: I just love like when you get going on a tangent like this. When you start like you yeah. quantify your quantification. <laughs> I am you, Titans. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. Anyway, taxes. So yeah, I we we talked a bit about Ant Man. oh no
1: we have a whole other fucking show that's gonna be eight hours long that i'm already slap happy for
2: yeah good yeah that's what we needed um but yeah welcome to our Dan balory trailer talk (laughs) ant-man 3 is gonna be cool should happen should happen and will be cool and good if for no other reason than to have an excuse to have paul rudd uh back in the mcu because i love that man
1: yes also, um, I can't remember who made the YouTube video, but
2: get the a, get the other Ant-Man involved. Yes, Eric O'Grady
1: and him in that and hold on. I'm just going to type in Ant-Man 3 and see if I could find it.
2: <laughs> Bet <clears throat> We've lost one. I'm done trying to keep it classy. <clears throat> Why are his hands a different color than his face? He just
1: doesn't know how to blend. <laughs> you better put on he- foundation. This is what happens when you have a guy friend who watches Jeffree Star stuff. We also did
2: theater. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That. Foundation's the one thing we know how to use, Jared. No, Not well, me. I asked you motherfuckers to do it. That's fair. I just got sick of having to wait outside the girl's dressing room. Because, <laughs> like, there'd always be, like, one person that was willing to do it. Like, I wish I wish I could have had a beard in more shows. And then like, there was that one person who, like, that was their, that was their like, one personality trait.
1: For His all makeup. of Jack Week was, okay, honey, let me do your makeup. Let me do your makeup. Yep. And they acted like they were a fucking beautician. Like, you literally just wiped a sponge on my face. I'm afraid that I'm not competent enough to rub said sponge on my face. Please just do it and not act like you're, like,
2: doing me a favor. It's um, why, like, if I got back in the theater, I'd try my best to get roles where I could keep my beard. Because then you don't have to as much. Yeah. It's. I
1: can't find it, but somebody <laughs> did a really cool YouTube video about how the plot of Ant-Man 3... Should be Eric O'Grady getting his hands on a shield-made version of the Ant-Man suit during the fall of Shield during Winter Soldier, him becoming a petty criminal, locking horns with Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then all of this happening while AIM rises back to power with an actual MODOK at the helm. I don't remember who made that video, but it was really good. It might have been Ando V movies. I'm probably wrong.
2: Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, it's, it started filming. It's filming! I'm gonna ask you politely <laughs> to not do that again. I'm not, because I don't like how yeah. loose that got when yeah, I did as, it. Yeah, as worried as you get over your boom arm, <laughs> I need you to not. Um, I'm sorry, father. It's okay. One less lashing. <laughs> um, sorry, whose typewriter
1: made us do this show a second time? That was mean. I'm sorry. That wasn't even funny, boy. I thought I thought you were gonna have a. You're
2: a typewriter, and it, you that 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 was actually mean. I'm sorry. Don't. I love you. I I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about this thing shitting out again because you said that. Okay, I just got really superstitious. Can we check it?
1: <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good.
2: I'm gonna have so many like stop, start, stop, start that I have to undo. Which isn't hard; it's just finding the exact point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier started filming. It is the, the first one to start filming, and it's going to be the first one to be on Disney Plus. Yep. Do we? We still don't have a release date for that. I
1: don't think we have a release date. I think it's going to be the same thing as like Kenobi and the Mandalorian, where it's going to be six episodes, and
2: I think we have a wind- long. I think we yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be that, but I think we have like a release window. Like, they gave us a time frame to look for it back during the announcement during San Diego. I don't remember. There was so much goddamn news. Um, I keep, like, burping, but not good burps. So they're just, like, really big breaths.
1: I'm so sorry for whoever actually listens to this episode.
2: You're troopers, I tell you.
1: You're the true fans. The people who will buy cookie cup shirts when they come out.
2: Um yeah so I'll I'll bring it up again the the plot lines I have seen most commonly thrown around are that <clears throat> the powers that be do not want Sam to become Captain America even though he's been given the mantle by Steve yeah um and we are not necessarily at odds like we both would be okay with both versions of that story where either it's a race thing of like i don't want it to be exclusively a race thing. okay like i like your idea of like be, like sokovia like i want this show to address what the fuck happened with the sokovia courts yes because they they really shouldn't exist anymore or should be redrafted and i'm team iron man and i'm saying that
1: yeah same
2: like that that's my biggest complaint i'm spencer's in here so we can't have the the grand debate um but if there's one thing to be disappointed about with Captain America Civil War, it's that the Sokovia Accords really don't hold any weight. Yeah. And I've told this to you before. Off it's, camera,
1: it's a plot device to break up the Avengers.
2: That isn't like. It's not even that it's just that. It's that it's just that and then proven completely false if that makes sense like the point of the accords is proven to be incorrect by the plot of the film in that the in in like the struggle of tony and cap like at the airport steve rogers is 100 percent in the right for what he's doing and because of that i i know i see your face but like okay so here's my thing
1: okay Because he's Captain fucking America, if he had played nice and just listened to Tony and signed the dotted line, especially after they already captured Bucky, they could have... Been oh, able uh, yeah, to like sit down and have an actual conversation. That too, like because f- he's Captain Fucking America, where he could be like, "Listen, <clears throat> this isn't what it looks like. We need to actually investigate this." They would have figured Zola out, and the Avengers wouldn't have broken up, and they would have been able to all take on Thanos and the Black Order all at once together,
2: and potentially stop Thanos. I I agree with you. Like a phone call could have solved that movie, but on the and Steve pro- Rogers chose for that phone call not to. I guess, but like, or he,
1: <laughs> see, at least we're getting, Steve was wrong. Steve was wrong. We're Steve getting, was wrong unequivocally. He like, like that, that, that conflict did not
2: have to be, but in the conflict of like, once it becomes down to like physical altercation of, I have this mission I have to do, Tony, and you're not going to let me, or we don't have time. Right. And he, and Tony just saying, I don't care what it is. I need to bring you in. Oh, yeah, I, but it only I, got there because Steve was acting like a fucking dick. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> but at that point, like, Steve is right and Tony is wrong and there's no two ways about it. In that specific situation. And Tony, yes. Yeah, and then, to, again, like, there are a million other ways where that happens where they don't get into a fight.
1: I'm not letting me be caught on record <laughs> equivocating at all about the Sokovia Accords or the Superhuman Registration Act. I just need to make that clear. Like, you will not get any hot footage of me saying anything against, okay, no, Prison 42 was fucked up, but keep going, (laughs) keep going.
2: (laughs) I'm against the Covey Accords, not because I think they're wrong, but because they, again, like, they're just a plot device. And then, like, even there's the scene in Civil War of Tony going, shit, I goofed. Yeah. You know, that didn't need to be there. He could have just been like... He could have shown up and been, I'm here as a friend, we're going to solve this, and then we need to sit down and talk and figure something out.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? Have him stick to his guns. And then, of course, like, Thanos shows up and they throw everything out the fucking window anyway. Oh, yeah. So.
0: Well,
1: you said in the first version of this episode that, like, the idea of we're trying to rebuild in a post-Thanos world. In a post-Thanos – in a post-post-Thanos world of, like, trying to put everything back together after we live with five years of there being nothing. Your idea that you said before of, like, you know, yeah, you might be Captain America now, but, like, you were at the epicenter of the fuckery you that broke everything in the first place. You were the right-hand
2: man of – the guy who, like, the chief guy who did not sign this paperwork. Um, and because of that, we don't want you being the face of the country or of S.H.I.E.L.D. or of Avengers or whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever that takes the form of. And I think that that's where they're going to go with it. And then I I have no idea how Bucky plays into this at all.
1: Well, I, what I want to say is I don't want... What you were saying there, I want to see a mix of the race politics and, like, the actual, like, you're kind of publicly damaged goods at this point. (laughs) Because, like I said before, the media has, like, created this, like, misconception that, like, for somebody to be racist, they need to be committing hate crimes and burning crosses – And that like it can't just be like that really shallow shit that like you don't think about but like at its core is inherently bigoted. And I think to show that would be wise, I think that the original source material of Sam Wilson being Captain America with that uh, now iconic Nick Spencer run, um, I think make – the way Nick Spencer wrote that story to be so incredibly politicized. I think this story is inherently political, and not that I think Sam doesn't have a lot of personality already, but to put him in a really ugly situation, like dealing with this stuff, A, you get to have Sam really grow and show who he is as a character.
2: Yeah, this is, again, a part of my brought up in The Lost, is that... (laughs) um, we we've seen both bucky and sam pretty much exclusively interacting with steve in all their scenes. Yeah. Um for their major scenes. And to have them now have to headline a show well, I don't think like, it's not going to be bad. I think it might be rocky at first, but I I have complete faith that they're going to rock the shit out of this. Like I don't know if they'll be together right off the bat or if that'll be something that comes together over time. We don't know if this is going to be six or eight episodes or 12 or whatever. So who knows? We're excited. It'll be a good time.
1: Yeah. I, like I said before, and one of the other reasons I really want this show to be inherent, like a true political drama and a a social Drama is that I want to see the MCU finally, like, truly be like have have a political based story, and to like to, to to see the MCU not 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 to sound like Martin Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola, and say that the MCU doesn't have anything substantive substantive to say
2: because obviously it does. Its stories are it, it, like its comics are very personal, yeah, and they're they're about the person. Behind the mask, and not what the mask is doing, you know.
1: There is a lot of what the mask is doing, but I want more of what the mask is doing.
2: Like the well, like like the the, the Scoville courts feel empty. Yeah, right. You could there could have been a lot done with that, and like yeah, I wouldn't go so far as to say empty, but I think you're right to a point. I think yeah, <clears throat> like truly, the reason they exist is to force the conflict. Yeah. Um. And
1: same with the SRA, but they get super into the details of the SRA in the Civil War comics.
2: Yeah, and that, but they have, again they, have, they the, have the time. Yeah. yeah, and I well, I think also part of it they have to in the movie orchestrate how Zemo's causing yeah. all of it, which I don't think is necessary. Uh, I like Zemo, and I liked it. I mean, yeah, he's going to be in the like show. He's back. Yeah, yeah. but because that that again can make it a really good. It like, all comes back uh, to the Accords. Yeah. Um, but I just, that movie has so much more weight when it's genuinely a struggle of ideals. Yeah. And like, it just doesn't feel that way when at the end of the day, all these strings were all like the the final, final fight isn't. Yeah. And, but that, at that point, it's not a struggle of ideals. That's just Tony being, you know, very furious, rightfully, rightfully so in my opinion, but like, you know, again, it's one of the, like no one in that fight is wrong to me. I know, <laughs> but like, I can see why Tony is like, I I need to take him down. I can see why Cap, who's level headed at that point, goes, Tony, Tony, please, Tony, I need you to not like <laughs> hear me out. I need you. I don't to care. Not. He killed my mom. Yeah, like I I get that, but. That is yeah yeah. These. But
1: the and but, like yeah, I was saying like so, I I want to see I because again like I, like we said before Iron Man tiptoes around war is war war is war bad. War bad. War is bad.
2: Um Civil War tiptoes around civil a uh, civil liberty. Captain right? America's arc in general kind of like is this grand arc of doing what's right isn't necessarily what the guy above you is telling you to do. Yeah. Which is cool, but like it's 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 more of a general statement and not necessarily it's a, a general, political statement. Yeah, it's a general statement.
1: Like um like, like the the closest we've gotten is Black Panther just stating the fact that like black people in the West didn't get a fair shake. And don't get a fair shake. And like even that is just so. Not that it's vapid. But like it's. is Because it's not vapid. But like it's just so like. This is a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that like, make sense? Yeah we're aware. Like, like, like this is a thing. Like okay thank you. And obviously that movie has a lot to say. It's the most political in my opinion of. The, 100%. Of the MCU. And not in that like scary neck beard. like, it's political because there's a black person, it's political because there's a woman, it's political because there's an LGBT character in it, where, like,
2: the presence of these people is inherently political to the jackasses. Like, there's a—okay, wait, we have a bit that we have to discuss, because it's in the lost file, <laughs> but I need it to be out there. So— Jared is in some very awful Facebook groups, because Facebook is awful, and in them, they're discussing, they're discussed with uh, what you called Stucky. I don't like ship names in general. I've never been a fan of them. Well, I didn't come up with Stucky. I know you did. I'm not saying, like, your ship names are bad, but, like, just in general, like, I'm going to slam these two names together. I've never been super into that. Different topic. How they don't like Stucky, and... When you, the fact that you were like, yeah, they're all really angry about how well, Bucky Barnes like, isn't gay. Yeah, well, that that's the thing is that like, in in like,
1: all of them became seemingly instantaneously collectively aware of the concept of Stucky, and it was all in like the and it was like some like awful like we got this covered or CNET article that said. Like MCU fans want Bucky Barnes to be gay, or want the Winter Soldier to be gay, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it was just like, and like, it was follow. It was this mixed with like a bunch of Stucky memes and Stucky art, and all of it was like a bunch of people freaking out saying since when is Bucky fucking gay
2: and everybody was like latched on to Bucky being the well, gay one <laughs> if, the, if the article is about Bucky I can understand that but also like if you're looking at sucky stuff and you're like why is Bucky Barnes gay you're telling me that you're okay with American hero Captain America being gay and that's awesome because I kind of want that in a story now yeah. I want I want gay icon Steve Rogers yeah <laughs> LGBTQ icon, icon Steve Captain America, America. <laughs> Marvel, I know you listen to our show exclusively. There has to be at least one person.
1: There has to be at least one person. Tweet at me if you do. <laughs> and and Travis, obviously. I say me as the collective. We um, are collective. We are Legion. Uh, but yeah, no, I just think that's hilarious. And there's a part of me that, like, yes, like, give us a really deep race relations story about Sam. And you know what? Just to make people angry. Why are you looking at your computer like that? You're scaring me. No, I'm just making sure. Okay. Give me that really deep conversation about race relations. And then you know what? Just to make people angry, give me LGBTQ icon, the winter fucking soldier. Agreed.
2: Yeah, like I just – I really – I'd be really, really okay with – Gay Bucky Barnes. Yeah,
1: like a representation matters, yes. and I don't think like like nothing about Bucky's character, like sexuality, profoundly changes
2: if yeah. him
1: if he's if he's gay. And I also think that you could have a really really good if you do that, you have a really cool way to be like, hey, by the way, every gay like to, to have a gay character gay, who you, has such a profound connection to Steve that isn't romantic.
2: By the way, if you're gay, you too can be a
1: world-class assassin.
0: Yeah, he, fuck yeah!
1: Um, but, you know, yeah. Possibly I, assassinate JFK, gay person? Oh, Do he, that. I
2: mean, he definitely, definitely did it. in the thing. Yeah. He definitely no, did oh, it. Oh, he definitely he was the magic bullet. He was the bullet. Like, physically, he it, it, was, it was the it bullet. It was one of his fingers. <laughs> he, like, anamorphed into a bullet. Uh.
0: <laughs> Animorphs,
2: what the fuck i didn't okay sidebar i didn't know animorphs existed until like two years ago i didn't know what the fuck that was i had never heard of it i had never seen those books i just was like my friend was like hey remember and like you know that way you were like vividly start remembering something from your childhood oh
1: my god that happened to me i forgot to mention in, uh, in the very very abridged version of slice of life so last night I went with my dad to see my first free movie at AMC and we saw Terminator Dark Fate. Uh Uh-huh. And it is a movie. And then as I was leaving, we refilled my popcorn bag. And as they were doing it, I heard one of the people behind the counter mumble, dream, 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 dream. And then the other person like made a joke about their dream journal. And I just stopped and looked at them and went... Fucking Shark Boy and Lava Girl, like just like like really frantically, just like fucking Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and they like started laughing, like yeah, and I was like, why do I have all these repressed memories flooding back to me of George fucking Lopez inside of an electric TV,
2: and it was like, <laughs> like as opposed blind. as opposed to an acoustic TV,
1: as I mean like the fucking I, screen I, and then the lightning for arms and shit. Um I watched the movie, I know. Like and all of this started flooding back to me, and I'm like my eyes were glazing over, and I'm like remembering the fucking plot to Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I had, had a plot. It, uh, what you can describe as a plot. Okay. And I I've not been able to something about Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and I know there's a DVD of it upstairs right now. Oh no. All I'm saying is that April the week of April 1st, these motherfuckers get a Shark Boy and Lava Girl <laughs> review. We've tossed out so many April Fool's ideas that now they just don't know what to expect. Yeah. Dubek is probably just gonna get a super cut of me breathing and grunting. That's fine. And wheezing. Like that's most that's most likely Dubek is just gonna be <laughs> That's all it's gonna be. Is just two hours of that. And we're gonna like label it something fucking bad shit insane like exclusive Ewan McGregor interview or some bullshit like that. And then it's just grunting from my fat winded ass. Um,
2: that was mean.
1: It was mean. I had to balance out my really mean joke to you earlier. You don't know. You don't have to do that. I already did. Um, but yeah, no, I think it would be really cool to have like Bucky be like a gay character who has a profoundly deep connection with another man. That isn't romantic. Like. Yes. I I can't think of the last like super intense.
2: To all the straight guys out there who are like, I don't care if someone's gay as long as they don't hit on me. Honey, just because someone likes a dude doesn't mean they like you.
1: I hate that shit so much. Honey. Like, I just fucking hate the concept of like, I don't care if someone's gay. Just don't be like gay at me. Like the fuck does that even
2: mean like i have stories i have more work stories for you later okay um anyway (laughs) i think we have one more story that we were halfway through before yeah um we're getting spider-man into the spider-verse to the electric spider boogaloo verse are you okay no (laughs)
1: no Again, we have a very thick episode of Back to record after this. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, very excited about this. April 8th, 2022, I believe is the release date. Spot on. Very excited for it. Um, They released a little promo thing with all these like glitching Spider-Man symbols, and a lot of people are speculating whether or not those symbols are meant to tease upcoming Spider-People. Travis, in the time that we have taken, what are we looking at time wise? Thirty five. We're at thirty five. Yeah, we we powered <laughs> oh my God. through those stories. You have
2: no idea how much longer the Falcon and Winter Soldier story was. Well, like we we didn't stumble into the the like Sokovia Accords shit like we did last time. We yeah, like we to give you guys an idea, we hit twenty minutes after Slice of Life and Ant Man and Ant Man, and then we hit twenty minutes after the Winter Soldier story. So we're almost on track. Yeah. We shaved about 5 minutes off. We're we're going at record speed here, people. Yeah. Um but yeah, so it, what were you going to ask me? You had a question.
1: In between our crash the last time and now, have you thought of any spider people that you particularly want to see?
2: Still no. Still no. Okay. I, like I so you asked me my predictions for the movie in general last time, and I'm going to say the same thing that I said then. That like
1: oh of course fantastic I want exactly what you said to happen
2: oh no I don't remember the quote
0: Jared (laughs) I
2: don't remember no but so um in like trying to predict because like I said I didn't have high hopes for Spider Verse when it came out um I like I stumbled into seeing it opening night it was one of those like I was free. Zach was free, and we re- he was like, yeah, there's a Spider-Man movie out. You want to go see it? And I was like, I guess, mean, fuck yeah, man. It's a Spider-Man movie. We got to. And then, like, he can attest, I walked out of it just fucking jaw dropped on the floor like that was a perfect movie. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it was just perfect. It was everything I could have wanted. Absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. And like we said earlier, and, it's,
1: I, it's bottled Spider-Man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Spider-Man in a bottle. And I don't know how, I, A, I don't know how you follow that up. B without just like doing the comic lines into the Spider-Verse like we talked about before. Um but to try to give that was a, my
1: stomach. What the fuck?
2: Ooh. Oh, that hurt. Um, to try to give like a guess at the plot for what the sequel could be, I don't I would be doing the writers of the first Spider-Verse a disservice, most likely. Like I just want to in the same way that I don't fan cast very often, not because I dislike the concept, but in that way that like I'm willing to like get the casting given to me and then go, OK, I want to see how they work with this now, like yeah. as opposed except for Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> um, but like Ben Affleck is Batman. I I wasn't a fan at first and I think he does a great, great job. Same thing with uh, Robert Pattinson. I'm looking into his smoky eyes right now. That's not a joke. This is the framed photo of Robert Pattinson. That is absolutely
1: uh, – we are not doing a bit right now. That is actually what he's looking at. Have we explained the Robert I, – I, I know we must have. You, you must have, yeah. There's no way we have it with, as much as we've talked about. It. Either
2: way, we aren't going to now. <laughs> no, no. Definitely you, not. You don't get reference. Um. What you should do if you want it is follow us on Twitter at DarkJedi2552 <laughs> and Travis Political and then DM us asking us, hey, why why was Travis there's, looking into a photo There's of,
1: more than a thousand of you. Why aren't you following us? <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> fair I it's didn't... It's not to be vain.
2: I just want to be able to interact with you guys. Yeah, I want, like, <laughs> I don't need numbers. I need, you know, like, I need interaction if we have
1: an episode idea i want to be able to just do it and find out what you people fucking think
2: (laughs) talk to me gotham yeah um that's a batwoman reference because shit (laughs) anyway um i feel like in the same way that like i don't do fan casting and i just kind of yeah Oh, okay. That casting, yeah, yeah. I want to do the same thing with Spider Verse Two. I don't have any kind of expectation, you know. Don't they don't even have to recapture that lightning in a bottle that Spider Verse One had. I just want, I want to walk out of that movie with the same euphoric rush that I walked out of Spider Verse with. Yeah, you know. Um, Of course, I know you talked at length about the spider peeps that you wanted and I'm not going to stop you now please vamp
1: Uh, no I definitely want to see um... my
0: ladder is tiny are you
1: what oh man you guys I'm so sorry for the episode you're getting this week um we I really want to see more Spider-Man 2099. I want to see uh I want to see some Scarlet Spider. I think this movie could put Scarlet Spider on the map in a really big way beyond just being a really cool outfit in Spider-Man video games. Um I want to see Spider-Man with the power cosmic and be a fucking god. And obviously I want to see Superior Spider-Man. Um that's my biggest one. I think he would be the best fit. I think he would be the most interesting one to introduce. Is like I said in the lost episode, uh, he would be fucking Vegeta, but Spider Man, and I think that would be friggin' amazing. Um, I think you could do a lot with Scarlet Spider. What?
2: What'd you say? Did you just like not say fuck? What do you mean? Like I heard, I heard muffled from behind the door. Uh, it'd be fuck. Fo- Friggin' amazing. I, I, I stammered, I was like, fucking amazing.
1: You know? Like sometimes That'd the be word- fucking freaking epic. I think friggin sometimes carries slightly more weight than fuck in certain situations. I guess. Like like the like the phrase friggin I think has a little bit more oomph to it sometimes. Oomph. But fucking is way like like fucking awesome. Uh, But I think Scarlet Spider, you could do a very similar situation where like Peter and Gwen got a little irked by seeing the other one at first. I think you could have the same thing with Peter B. Parker and Ben Riley, where Ben at one point in the comics, because Ben's his clone and they become like, what are you doing? Stop. That looks so unsettling. Never do that. That was like when you put your head in the fucking window. <laughs> oh my God. No. Yeah, yeah. Travis shows up after I finished recording the, a new hope documentary on Friday without him using his computer. And there's like three little glass windows in the door of where I record. And while I'm packing up, I'm or like, after I just finished, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like Travis should be here in a little bit. And I look over and I just see Travis, like peeking his f- stop. I don't know what it looks like. Hold on. Not not pleasant at all. Yeah,
2: it's it's just me behind some bars.
1: It just looks unsettling the way your eyes are.
2: I think it's because the shadow from the bar, like yeah, yeah.
1: I'll take a picture of your face in the window. You'll see how fucking terrifying. Oh that yeah, was. I bet that was fucking creepy. That was terrifying. Like I recognized your face instantly and was still creeped out. Um. I think you could do something really interesting where, like, Peter isn't quite over the death of Ben Riley because at one point, after Ben and Peter become practically, like, really close and practically brothers, Ben basically tells Peter that he can retire and, you know, go off into the sunset with MJ. And Peter obliges and does this, and it ends in tragedy whenever the Green Goblin comes back and kills Ben Riley. So you could do a version of Scarlet Spider and uh Spider-Man where he's where Ben is still operating as the current Spider-Man but Peter has to live with uh um that that awkward moment of seeing him alive again I again I I, I want to talk in depth about Superior Spider-Man because he is my favorite Spider-Man story and Superior Spider-Man is such a great character in uh, the Spider-Verse storyline proper And for those of you at home who aren't familiar, Superior Spider-Man is the story where Peter Parker and Otto Octavius do a body switch. And whenever Ox – well, it's not so much a body switch so much as like – the best way to compare it is like in Get Out, like the sunken place. Okay, And how like they like put like the people in the other people's bodies. It's kind of that. Where like the consciousness of Doc Ock has basically sub, subverted Peter's consciousness and has taken over and is running the show. And upon gaining all of Peter's memories and everything, he suddenly understands why Peter does what he does. But Otto Octavius being the psychotic, you know, douchebag he is goes, OK, I think I understand the whole superhero thing. now, And I'm going to be a superhero, too. But I think I can do it better than you. And he establishes Parker Industries, which becomes a direct rival with Stark. And he has a very, he has a much more aggressive style of handling things. He finds out just how much Peter was pulling his punches. When he realizes, like, holy shit, like, Spider-Man could have been hitting me like this for how many years and he didn't. He's a fucking idiot for not hitting me this hard. And, like, he... He kills a hobgoblin. He seemingly kills the kingpin. It it's a lot, and I think especially like coming off the heels of Kingpin being a villain, where you have Miles very mercifully capturing him. I think if like to show the audience just how much of a fucking blood, not even that, by the end of his time as Spider Man, Otto is not necessarily bloodthirsty or even a villain, but like. He's way too okay with getting his hands bloody. Like, to the point where it, like, really, really freaks out Peter once Peter comes back. Um, and they're like, oh, hey, it's Spider Man. He killed the hobgoblin. He's like,
0: oh, no, I <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't.
1: But yeah, Superior Spider Man is an absolute BAMF, and he's terrifying. Like, he, like, he's just so cold and, like, perfectly okay with doing what he needs, with what he needs, doing what he needs to do in the name of doing the right thing. Um, and in the way that he is such a perfect foil, that that um, that superiority complex, no pun intended, that he has, and his darker methods, I think he would be a, a great foil and a great, like I said, like Vegeta-style character, like reformed villain
2: who's still a little out of pocket so like Cell Saga Vegeta, yeah, Cell Saga late, Vegeta, late Cell Saga Vegeta,
1: yeah, like that, like that exactly, like that type of character bouncing off of Peter and Miles and
2: Gwen and what and whatnot. Because um, Vegeta, like with Vegeta, when you say Vegeta style character, you got to clarify. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: In my mind, I'm thinking like
2: no, Cell, you're, yeah, yeah, you're fine. I'm just like it's for me personally because. <laughs> There are character arcs in
1: Dragon Ball, I swear. Yeah, <laughs> And it all it revolves entirely around learning to fight better.
2: Because that is on, a character arc. On the contrary. I know. It doesn't, and I will fight people, but, I'm, like, I'm not aggressive about it. I'm... <laughs> because, like, I... Because you don't have a character arc. Exactly. I haven't <laughs> trained hard. Um, <laughs> no, I can go, like... This is why I want an anime show. I can go in-depth about character arcs in Z for days. But, like... A lot of it's inferred shit, and yeah. like, I only can infer Most what dude
1: I, bros don't do inferred shit very well. No, and like,
2: <laughs> I I've watched Dragon Ball since I literally can remember. Yeah, like I was three years old watching Goku shout for the first time. You know,
1: <laughs> watching him shout. Um, well, yeah, I think that would be a really interesting dynamic to introduce. Yeah, I think visually he's. He's slick he, he there's a slick look to him but like Miles does the black and red suit and it looks really fun and cool. The Superior Spider-Man's is like just straight up scary looking especially because of the arms. Um because those of you at home um old habits die hard eventually Otto goes through many different versions of his suit. Uh, At one point, like, originally, it's just the normal red and blue. Eventually, it becomes the normal red and blue, but the blue is black, kind of like the Far From Home outfit. And then, eventually, he settles on what is probably Otto's most iconic Spider-Man suit, which is red from, like, the chest up, mostly black arms with red fingers. The symbol is very big and is, like, mostly part of the black part of his costume, black lenses black pants there's a red trim around his boots and then he has like massive red um spider arms and it's fucking terrifying to look at and he uses those spider arms um a lot in combat and i I just i just think it's such a cool look and again like next to these really colorful characters for the most part like like Spider-Man Noir isn't car- isn't colorful, but like next to the other ones, he becomes part of a very diverse color palette. Yeah, but like the reds and blues and white and mint and pink and you know like, like the uh, with some of the other spider people who could get involved, it could it, it's again a very colorful group of people, and then you just have like this very stark, scary look for Superior, and I love that. And I know I, <laughs> I said this before somewhere and you guys immediately laughed at me because of my man crush on Adam Driver. But like, if I had it my way.
2: He would voice every Spider-Man except no, for the girl ones. No,
1: he he would. No. Like, imagine that fucking bassy voice. I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, especially if they keep the convention they had from the last one. I was like, all right, let's do this one last time. I, Peter Parker, and like to have that like with Adam Driver to like immediately set the stage where like you have all of these like voices and like everybody's, you know, kind of doing their thing. And then you have like the deep, bassy Adam Driver. Let's do this one more time. My name is Otto Octavius <laughs> like everybody to go
2: fucking what? Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> That's not uh, Huh?
2: My friends call me Liv. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that. My enemies call me Doctor Octopus. Yeah, and like and like to and just tell that story in like just as many words. It's just like I was once Doctor Octopus, but one day I f- put my consciousness inside the body of Peter Parker and understood what it meant to be a hero. And from that moment, I decided I, love how quiet, I would be I love how a quiet, superior Spider-Man.
2: I love how quiet you have to get to get your voice that low. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, we've been... Because I have a squeaky little mouse voice. <laughs> it's not like... I shouldn't have been a bass in high school. Yeah. But, um, like, I've been talking so much today that, like, the the bass is just gone. Yeah. So...
1: I remember whenever Joel was talking about the capabilities of the soundboard and looked at me in the eye and said, we're going to put a little bit more bass in your voice. Yeah. And he was like, and then he stopped and went, not because you don't have a good voice just for mixing purpose. I'm like, I understand. But like, there's just the sentence of, we're going to put more bass in your voice. Is because because yeah, you, you sound pretty you, you fucking child. You fucking 12 year old. Yeah. But like I just I want Superior Spider-Man so badly. I You're want fucking to, twelve that, year old. I want to be able to share that character with like I want I want more people to understand who that is. Like the same way I became so excited when like the rest of Planet Earth found out how fucking cool Miles Morales and Spider Gwen are.
2: Yeah. Like okay, like, I, <laughs> my buddy Jake from work is not very into like. He gets super into the things he's super into. Yeah. But otherwise, he's just like, I know what that is. And when uh, Spider-Verse came out and the explosion of Spider-Gwen cosplayers happened. yeah, Like, she was already like, girl wants to cosplay Spider-Man, they'll cosplay Spider-Gwen. Like, that became common. But then, like, Spider-Verse happened. He was like, hey, I keep seeing all these Spider-Gwen cosplays. Is she actually a cool character? And I was like, yeah, look into her. And then he came back like two days later and was like, dude, Spider-Gwen's fucking rad. Yeah, she is. She's fucking cool as shit. He also really loves Miles' design in Spider-Verse, which I think is cute. Yeah. Because he's just like, yeah, it's so cool. Like, it's just, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, I just,
1: I hope in Spider-Verse, Miles gets an upgraded suit. Like, I, like, I for, to be, the, for I, the purposes of this, of the first story... I think him spray-painting the suit is perfect. Yeah. I I totally understand the arc there. Like, it's fucking ingenious. I want him to keep the
2: spray-painted symbol. I love that. I know. It's it's so integral to this franchise. I know they're not going to get rid of it. I love... Like, like, no one else has to have one, obviously. But, like, for him... Not only does it make sense for his character, but, like, I think it looks so fucking cool. Like... I love it. I, I love That's it fair. So much. That's fair. I
1: know there's a part of me that's always like, I want, I wanted to look as comic accurate as possible, and it was like a little red, but I, I can't begrudge that they changed that. Um, but yeah, I want Superior Spider-Man and to talk story briefly because um, we got into this as well when you were before when this conversation had happened completely backwards the first time. Yeah, where, like I splurged on Superior Spider-Man and then it kind of started to bleed into what you do for a story. Um how you were talking about how you don't know where they go. I think where they go with this is they go all in on how it was in the comics. And with this, they have what could be Sony's bankable Spider-Man franchise because while into the Spider-Verse did not make as much money as they would have wanted to do initially. This movie has gotten a new life on Netflix. And this movie burst into the public consciousness even more because of Netflix and it was a critical darling. I still it get Netflix went.
2: updates that are telling me that I should watch Spider-Verse. Like I'll get a push notification from Netflix because I never use it and it's like, "Hey, we have Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse." And I'm like, "That movie's a year old and I own it on Blu-ray. Thanks."
1: <laughs> well, I I was late to it. And I know we've told this story oh, before, I know you like were. I didn't get to see it. I saw it before it was on Netflix. But like I didn't get to see it in theaters and I was so angry about that. Because, like, I had time to see two movies during holiday break when everybody was home and we all wanted to go see movies together. Ended up being Aquaman and Vice. And I don't regret... What? what? I don't regret seeing either of those, but... 9, 7, I, just, and I kind of wish I was Spider-Verse over Vice. But, pardon me. I That was a yawn, a hiccup, and, like, a slight burp all at the same time. I'm so sorry, everybody. I have indigestion and it's late. Um... I think if you go the route of the comics, you can stretch this over a couple movies. Not Stretch is a bad word. You need a couple movies to tell the story that's in the comics. Um, But essentially how it is in the comics is there's a group of, like, pan-dimensional vampires. Wait, that was the other thing. Spider-Verse made a lot of people more open – like normal people open to weird shit, <laughs> are you saying we're not normal? Con- not by a long shot, and go we're <laughs> good they're
2: normal people scare me um I'm not gonna go down that joke, rabbit hole, but it's there,
1: yeah, myspace
2: existed My space. <laughs> I didn't have one me either good,
1: moving on um there is a There's something to be said for the fact that, like, Spider-Verse moved the comic book movie Overton Window closer to, like, being into weird shit. And I like that we're moving closer and closer to being cool with more and more weird shit. And I think that we've gone, okay, we like multiple universes. We like there being a pan-dimensional threat. We like universe hopping. Okay. 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 So, pan-dimensional vampires who solely feast on spider people. How do we feel about that? And you go in with that and you tell the story of that, of Morlun and his family and all of those people. Um, I also looked at something in the interim and apparently more people pronounce it Morlun. So, that I said Morlun earlier and that's how I read it in the comics. But anyway... But like you go into his whole family and their whole thing and the prophecy that is involved in it, which I don't want to spoil because Travis is going to be borrowing my comic book so he can see how batshit insane the original story is. I think that's the way to go. And Sony could then have their bankable Spider-Man franchise because Venom made a shit ton of money, but critics didn't like it. And... I am so horrifyingly excited for whatever the fuck happens with Morbius, which I'm pretty sure comes out next year. Ah, uh, probably. <clears throat> so, like, tune in the Hall of Heroes to hear us talk about Morbius. I'm so excited. Uh, I, ironically, I am so excited for whatever the fuck Morbius turns out to be. And you need to see Venom before it comes out because they're in the same fucking universe. Um, uh. Ha ha. But anyway, like I don't know if any if Sony's own personal Spider Verse or Spider Man live action stuff is going to go anywhere. Like we're getting Venom two and we're getting a Morbius movie, but like, what if those bomb? Like what like what do you do with Spider Man beyond when you potentially get him out of the MCU for good this time? Hopefully not. Hopefully that deal goes on further because they can make. Movies that people are familiar with now because Netflix has Spider-Verse and it has been proliferated because of that and because of all the clout it has because of the Academy Award and the Golden Globe and all of the shit that they won there. You can make a multi-part movie of the spider people going to war with the vampire family and it'll be weird and it'll be fun And I I just think they they could do so much with a multi-picture move. And that's what I think they should do with Spider-Verse. And that's what I hope they do with Spider-Verse. And please, for the love of God, give me Spider-Superior Spider-Man. I need to hear him during his little, like, let's do this one one more time. time. I need to hear him say the words... I realized I could be a superior Spider-Man. Like, I need to hear him say the words because, like, he goes out of his way to use the word superior in the comics so fucking often. (laughs) Because it's Otto and he likes to verbally jerk himself off because he has a vocabulary to put anybody to shame. And he's so incredibly well-spoken and, like, he's just such a cool character. Like, there's an issue where he fights the
2: Avengers by himself and wins. I mean, yeah. Spider Man Spider Man like as a power set for them like depending on certain people being there or not, has that capability.
1: Iron Man, Cat, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, Thor, Hyperion.
2: Okay. Okay. Um
1: There may have been one more person there. He put away Thor, Hulk, and Hyperion that's, alone.
2: Yeah, that's where I started to like, wait a
1: minute. Like <laughs> Like and and that's what I love about that version of Spider-Man so much is that like Peter pulls his punches and I love that about Peter.
2: Yeah, the thing that I, and like, it's the thing I, that most people like that are casually into Spider-Man don't realize is that like man can lift like ten tons. Yeah, like
1: like and, and, like
2: and it occurred to me
1: whenever the Last Jedi came out the kinds of stories that I really, really, really love and that kind of flow to the surface for me. And like my three favorite universes, Star Wars, Marvel, and DC, my three favorite stories revolve around a character being put in a situation where how they normally would have acted is completely different. And not only do you see how scary it is when that person acts like who they aren't, You also get a new appreciation for how they typically are. And you get that with Luke's arc in The Last Jedi. You get that with Superior Spider-Man and how the Superior Spider-Man ends with the Green Goblin coming back and Otto not being able to stop him. Like Goblin's back with a whole fucking army and is laying waste to New York. And Otto's like, "I, I don't know how to fight him. I've worked with him so many times. He's And like, like there's even – mo- I think there's a moment if memory serves where he kind of like opines like, I should be able to beat you better than Peter could have. Like I know you – I know your strategy better than he did. I, I was your leader once. How can I not fight you? And there's a moment where Otto recognizes like I – like there is only one – he's like the only person who can be Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Or not like the only person, but like Peter Parker understands it better than anybody else, differently from everybody else. The same way Dick Grayson is a worthy Batman. Damien is a worthy Batman. Tim is a worthy Batman. All these other people could could be Batman and carry that mantle well. There's only one person who truly gets it, and it's Bruce. Miles is an amazing, is an amazing Spider-Man. Ben is, Kane is, Gwen is, whatever. Peter gets it in a different fucking way. Main universe 616, Peter, that is. Otto realizes that and sacrifices himself so that Peter can come back up to the surface. And he goes, there's only one person who can stop him, and it's you. Fuck him up. Tell him Otto sent you. And goes back in. And same thing with Injustice and Superman. Where, like, Injustice being the most extreme version where, like, Superman becomes a fascist. But like you see what is – you see what that godhood is capable of being in the negative and you miss what it looked like in the positive. With Superior Spider-Man, you see what happens when that kind of power goes to somebody's head within seconds. And with Luke, you see what happens in somebody who is just like – like literally just like his cells are full of hope and positivity. That like you see what happens when that person loses their faith. And in each one of those instances, the exception of Injustice, you see like – you have that catharsis of having that hope and that positivity and that selflessness bubble back to the surface. And I just – I love those kinds of stories where you see a character remember who they are and who they're supposed to be and just Superior Spider-Man just moved me. Like not only is he an amazing just bamf of a character – the effect he has on how you consume Peter Parker is palpable.
2: Cool. Fucking love superiors. I right know. Now. I need it in a fuck. Oh, okay. I want to try to segue not because I don't like you talking about things you love. That's the whole point of this. Yeah. But I got to talk TV and we're, we just crossed an hour. So Okay. Well, that's what matters. Uh, we are back to where we stopped, uh, <laughs>
1: pretty much. The, yeah,
2: like this is where we, this is about where we were. We remit Spider Verse talk before. Um, but yeah, Spider Verse two. Give me, give us superior Spider Man, or give us death, and if yep. if production serves, bump up the day a little bit um Uh, yeah 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 can
1: you expedite this fucking process a little bit guys don't cut corners but damn
2: you have gotten really liberal with that uh with that boom arm there i
1: know i just i needed to move it away from me for a second so i could just breathe
2: you aren't allowed (gasps) good i don't like that There's a lot of dead space here. A lot of not talking. This episode's great. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to laugh. Stop.
0: Move away from the cookie jar.
1: Okay, I'm done holding my breath. What if I passed out live on air?
2: Good thing we're not actually live. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, but we both know we'd keep that shit in. Oh, yeah. 100%. Anyway, television. Television. I'm behind on
1: Watchmen because I was super busy. I'm sorry, I'm not as good at you this as Travis suck. is. Suck. Next week, we're getting. Th- I'm going to talk about three Watchmen episodes back to back to back to back to back. I am. I am half. I'm not even half the TV contributor that Travis is.
2: You suck. I watched three episodes today. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with Arrow because I only caught half of Arrow. Um. To make this come full circle. Uh, last week, we wrapped up Hall of Heroes earlier than I thought, and I got to watch the back half of the episode of Arrow, and I haven't had time since to like watch it in full. Uh, basically, um, I don't know why they need to go find Ra's Ghoul's sword, but he, he goes with uh, Thea—I almost said Tisa— uh, <laughs> Listen to Wicked, Wicked Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> um him and Thea go on an Indiana Jones adventure to find Rachel Gould's sword. Talia's involved. I guess whoever finds the sword gets to officially like restart the league. Um Thalia th- Fuck. <laughs> Who uh, thyroid? Thalia. The... <laughs> Never mind.
1: Who needs their thyroid taken out, Travis?
2: No, that's a magic character. Uh fucking Trucker... Talia? Talia. I forgot it for a second. <laughs> it's like T name, T name, T name, T name. Um Talia and the one who date rapes Batman? Yeah, we aren't we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> who surprisingly didn't date rape Oliver Queen cuz he's totally not Batman. Um yeah. Her, her and her followers are looking for the sword, and then her followers like turn against like one of the schools turns against her, and what the end point we get is a nice hearty goodbye between Oliver and Thea, um, and Thea and Talia trying to restart the league in a way that it's meant like so it can be for heroes, not like what. We got one
1: more story to talk about. We're done with the thing. What is this? Squadry. That sounds interesting.
2: I don't... Can we not? We didn't talk about any of the Snyder Cut shit that went on this week. Snyder Cut shit went on this week? Where the fuck were you? (laughs) I only see Snyder Cut shit all the time. <laughs> um it got brought up in another Jason Momoa interview. You fucking kidding? And he said he's not only has he seen it but he implied that Zack Snyder finished all the effects himself. Oh my god, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> the score, the original score exists. <laughs> oh, I saw the thing with Junkie XL, yeah, yeah the, um and then just someone else in the production was like he has it somewhere on a computer or something. Yeah, Snyder cut news. Get the fuck on the ball, Jerry. I'm sorry. Conspiracies all day. Ugh. Um, but yeah, Arrow. I'm I'm gonna go back and rewatch the episode eventually. I actually get to catch this week's Flash and Arrow live tomorrow. We uh, were recording this on Monday. Yeah, I don't. We didn't say that this time. I don't think.
1: I mentioned that we're. I think I did that. Like schedules why Spencer isn't here. So,
2: but I don't think you ever said we're a day early.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, that's that's fair.
2: So that was Arrow. Um the other 3 I watched like a couple hours ago. Um Flash we got uh Ramsey Rosso is now officially a villain. Okay. Like he's killing people, making Good. making zombies and shit. Good. We could use less people. Yeah. Um everyone is dealing not poorly but like as you would expect with the news of Barry Allen will die in 6 weeks. Yeah. Um and I think this episode does a good job at like I didn't realize also they've been like teasing Ralph's wife. Um he's on a missing persons case but the person is his wife from the comics. Oh, okay. And he he cracks a joke, I'm looking for a missing person not to get married. Because you know it's the CW. Because the
1: CW has zero fucking
2: restraint. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my Um, god. So Barry, of course, for whatever there was, I had a few problems with this episode because it's like Barry trying to show. He's like, I'm just trying to show you Cisco. He wants Cisco to take over Team Flash when he's gone, but like, there isn't another speedster. It's only a
1: quarter after seven.
2: I know. I know. I have a clock right here. I know.
1: I just—it just occurred to me that like we're still ma- It looks dark out. It's dark outside, but like we're still making good time.
2: Yeah. Well, we're used to this being eight fifteen, because we just turned the clocks back. Oh
0: yeah, that's right. That's
2: why we feel so tired. Um, Shit. I'm getting a coke. Keep talking. That's fine. Um, we got. So he's trying to like have Cisco take over the team, even though, like. They're, they don't have a speedster, and they don't have Vibe anymore, so they can't just portal hop to the place.
0: Hey, you got these speedsters on your herd?
2: But, like, literally, like, in this episode, he takes Frost. Oh, she doesn't go by Killer Frost anymore. It's just Frost, which is cool. She wants to be a hero. I respect that. I
1: was going to say, is she, like, Team Good Guy again? Or? She, like,
2: officially, she is, like, I'm a good, like, the Frost persona is I'm a good guy and I want to be a good guy. Like, she's edgy, but she's... She's edgy. I can get behind edgy. Yeah, yes, of course. Um, but, like, literally, they get the distress call from the hospital where Ramsey's finally having his first big mental breakdown. And he's murdering a bunch of people. Yeah. And Flash gets there holding frost in his arms and like drops her down gently so that she's standing whereas like the past couple seasons it would be flash gets there and then a portal opens and everyone else hops over you know like and i uh, next week's episode from the preview i think is going to be uh cisco getting his powers back somewhat so that they have that convenience again because the um the other vibers are gonna like he's gonna start not feeling well and the the other, w- <laughs> I I don't they don't call it's them so that. So much to
1: keep up with. I didn't I call know, them why that. I like, like I like hearing, not that I dislike hearing you talk about Flash. But like Arrow is really easy to keep up with when you're talking about it. Oh yeah, yeah that they, woman is super easy to keep up with when you're talking about it. Titans is super easy to keep up with while you're talking about it. Flash is just you start talking about Flash and it's like you were speaking in a different fucking language. Like how like, I'm
2: like I mean, I, vibers I, vibers is not a term. I just came up with that on the spot. Um but that's like
1: fine, but still, this like going like Yeah. Like I knew that she that Daniel uh, Caitlin?
2: Caitlin Snow, yeah. Caitlin, I
1: thought so. I knew that Caitlin had become Killer Frost. I didn't realize it like she had become Killer Frost and I realized that Caitlin turned heel and turned face.
2: Yeah. Like, but like <laughs> I it's I knew, not but
1: you turned heel,
2: it didn't the, just turn face back. They're two different people. What they are like, it's literally split personality. Killer Frost and Caitlyn Snow are different people inhabiting the same body. Okay, I was gonna say, was I, it like a Jekyll and Hyde type situation, or did they basically? Like, but like, and originally it was, and now they can completely control like who's in charge okay. at any time, and they're like friends. Um, it's it it's just so okay. that, yeah, okay. it's for convenience mostly. Okay, I, and it's it, weird, I yeah,
1: don't, not that I dislike weird, it just. I'm sure in execution, it's a lot better than it
2: sounds. It's not. Okay. <laughs> now Now it is. Like, okay. this season, it's fine because they're just like, Frost is going to be in the helm most of the time because we, we just want to have her hair be white, I guess. Um, but, like, getting to this point was rough. Now that we're here, it's fine. Kind of like with Titan Season 2. Like, getting here was rough. But now that we're here, it's fine. Um, I just I, – I think of – what
1: I remember from CW DC shows,
2: and like, they were vaguely like comics. Like they had vague, rough interpretations. Not even that. Like, like just like the way they would
1: tell a story like that. I hear how like fucking poor, just weirdly written it is. I want to sit
2: down one day and just binge some CW shit with you. Like, 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 like I, catch you up.
1: Like, I, I, I hear you say that, and in my mind, I'm just hearing like. There's a part of me, a dark part of me
2: that you just don't understand. I don't think that ever got said. But when like like, when Frost takes over for the first time and she like doesn't know, Caitlin doesn't know what to do with herself. She goes to work in a bar and like detaches from Team Flash for a bit. It's yeah. Dude, I wish I could understand. There's this
1: moment. Spoilers for Terminator Dark Fate.
2: While you talk about that, I'm going to go get a Coke. Okay. I'm drinking
1: all of your Coke today. Okay. Sponsor us. Um, There's a scene in Terminator Dark Fate in the very beginning. Again, big spoilers.
2: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh,
1: Okay. They – because this is kind of like a timeline reset, Days of Future Past style, they show that after the events of Terminator 2 Judgment Day, like John Connor gets offed by another Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator – um, and like this sends Sarah Connor down like a path of like bloodthirsty revenge and like nihilism, but there's literally a scene in the movie where, and it's be, the way it's shot doesn't help either where they basically have the camera right in front of Linda Hamilton's face. So she's looking into the camera and while she tells her whole origin story about John dying and everything to our protagonists. She does all this and then the camera cuts right in front of her face and she just goes, so now I hunt Terminators and I drink until I blackout. Good. like, And I like to make fun of the dark antihero drowns their sorrows in alcohol trope because it's just so played out but i've never seen a movie that has the balls to just say the words my personality trait is Isn't i'm I angry and drink like i'm an angry alcoholic end of
2: discussion we haven't gotten that far on the cw that i can remember
1: but like the fact that like it, it immediately becomes she becomes a bad she gets bad guy powers and goes to work at a bar like the fact that it's immediately adjacent to alcohol in some way shape or form like
2: can we please do something else <laughs> I can't take
0: yeah. it anymore.
2: Um, but my my problem with this episode is that Barry – I don't like this idea that Barry is like this renowned teacher in the same way that I don't like that in Titans, they keep saying that Dick wants to take in strays and he's always been that way because it's not true. But like they keep saying it's been for like a couple – a little bit now at The Flash that like now that Barry's seasoned – He's been teaching people, which like he's he's being to people what Oliver was to him, but nicer. But like, eh, I don't. They never had to say like Oliver being a teacher. Like once they hit that point where he's like been doing this for seven years. Like he he not only has been doing the the Green Arrow thing for now, including Hood stuff for four or five years. He had the whole shit on the N.U. And the the five missing years. So he's been doing it for a decade. Versus Barry, who woke up in a coma. Wait, wait, wait. wait!
1: Five missing years?
2: No, just like the five years that he was shipwrecked, quote unquote.
1: Okay. You said five missing years. I'm like, wait, he was only at what? Huh? Huh? Okay. No. Mind. Yeah. No, you're, you're not not 10. No. Let's <laughs> um, say what kind of time mm. loop fuckery did they pull? Okay. Not yet. Hashtag not my arrow. Um, Oliver's gonna series finale. Oliver wakes up on Lee and you.
2: Well, he's gonna like have his own little personal paradise, I think, where he stays with like Felicity. Yeah, yeah. Because like at the talk for later, don't have time. Uh, but yeah, this Fair enough. I don't. I've never liked the idea that Barry is this renowned teacher, just because like it doesn't come from anywhere. Not that he can't be. Um, and then on top of that, the, the lesson he's trying to teach Cisco this episode doesn't make sense. And, like, he's like, I was giving you this hard decision to make, but you weren't. There was never a decision. It was, let's steal this thing that might cure uh, this guy's HLH to be nice. And then it's like, Cisco gets the idea well, I can use this to save Barry from dark matter or whatever, or antimatter. And then they have a fight, and then they make up, and it's like that part's like having them have a fight and make up is fine um i'm not i wasn't a huge fan of it uh the new wells we've had this recurring bit of getting a new harrison wells because tom cavanaugh just has to flex on these fuckers um is interdimensional indiana jones I think I just came. It's – dude like- – <laughs> he calls himself Nash. I don't know why. Because like all the other ones have had some like – because there's HR. I don't know if you knew about – HR is the one that actually isn't smart. He's the one Wells that isn't a brilliant scientist. Okay. Um. Last season we got Sherlock who is – You
1: say HR and I think of the Adam Driver SNL skit, the HR Pickens. Have you seen that? Mm-mm
2: oh my god you gotta watch it between episodes between shows okay continue um we got Sherlock Wells who is a French Canadian Sherlock it's I loved it I thought it was so funny (laughs) I love that is just so silly okay continue yeah like it goes from silly and then they become a real character like with HR he was like the silly he was pep talking a lot and then they kind of pieced together oh you're not actually smart but then he found his place in the team and then he died and whatever uh (laughs) Sherlock didn't die, but it was very much this like they brought him in as the like this world class detective to solve their case, and he solved it wrong because like this is the one Earth where because he solved this case several times on different Earths, it was the one case where it's not what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, Such and such. This Wells is interdimensional hopping. He's apparently looking for the monitor. We find out at the end. Okay. Which, yeah, I don't know where that's going to go. kind of interested. Um, We get this beautiful moment between Barry and um, fucking Joe. Because, like, they have the, like, you're but like, a dad to me thing. And, like, the whole episode, you know, Cisco's breaking down and Ralph is breaking down about, like, you know, Cisco's like, I need to save Barry. I need to find a way to save Barry. Yeah. And Ralph, who's been working this case and like, I don't he's like, I don't find purpose in what I'm doing now when I know I can't save this, you know, this person that I really like. And like no one, you know, I, I don't see purpose in what we're doing when we know this is coming. And Joe's the guy that's like, hey, like Barry knows what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. Like He, he helps them back up and then they're they're out on the balcony together and he just breaks down he's like I, I can't do this you don't you deserve better i can't do this and the, he's crying and i was crying and it was bad <laughs> i see i see your eye getting moist right now like it it was rough i i did not do well with that scene it sounds really hard to digest strong, strong parent child scenes get like i can't watch guardians too i'm afraid like i watched it in theaters and i cried i watched it when it came out on netflix and I bawled. I'm afraid of what'll happen the third time. I get more and
1: more emotional with Yondu every time. Exactly, like I, I because because like like I said before, I didn't much care for Guardians Two in the way it was written. With the the first act and a half are rough for me. So like when the Yondu thing first happened, I got a little bit of whiplash because I was like, oh okay, like I wasn't super feeling this movie, but this got super emotional. So the more times I've seen Guardians 2, the more I'm like, okay, this is just such an
2: amazing moment. The My eyes get wet at, he may have been your father, boy, but he yeah. wasn't your daddy. Yeah. And then during the funeral, I just like, I flood the room I'm in. Ugh. Um, but that the was- The funeral's really good. Yeah. That was Flash. Supergirl. <laughs> so- she immediately Kara has immediately forgone her. I don't trust William. William's the name of the reporter, I believe. I might just be totally wrong. Um, forgoes the I don't trust him to I want to help him in this investigation. Yeah. I thought she was going to tell him she was Supergirl. Oh. And I was like, it took one episode. <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, it did not. She didn't reveal that she was Supergirl. Um, But we find out why he's been doing – the like he's been at this for two years. Yeah. He's been on this case. We find out that um, the Rojas family presumably hired a hitman on his friend who was looking into their affairs because he was dating um, Andrea, the person who's heading CatCo right now who also has her own – Obsidian Tech is the name of the tech company. I don't know if you've seen any promo for uh, Supergirl – but they, they keep doing the weird eyes thing. I've seen a little bit of a – It's these yeah. like augmented reality lenses okay. that are hitting the market. Um, and Drinking my Coke. <laughs> um, We find out that his friend didn't die and he's actually the assassin that he thought killed him because he's been wearing a mask and he didn't know. Um, but he also never found a body and that should have been clue number one, you dumbass. Um, that's not fair. That's not fair. But he keep talking. Oh keep God, talking. damn it! I can't. I can't talk and read. Wait. Ah, <laughs> uh, you saw what happened with um, that I Nationals th- game? No. They, we'll t- we'll talk later. They boot him good like he got on the jump they um, like they
1: showed him on the jumbo train i, and he I was, know the- he waved and then it was like it was like he he did the waving thing and then everybody started booing and everyone started booing and you like you could watch the joy leave his body it was so sort of, i want to watch that now it went, it went, boo uh
2: i know this comes out on friday but i hope you all voted on tuesday yes and uh, if you didn't register to vote so you can for the primaries and then next year cuz next year's imp- yeah. like next year's actually a big election but this year it's all local shit. My mom works in our local courthouse so I always vote in local shit and I I don't actually look people up like I should. I'm like mom, who do you want to be a judge? <laughs> so my mom gets two votes. I mean, hey, I mean, but she works, so like she, yeah. yeah, oh, she knows these people. Like we're we are family friends with judges. Yeah, we're, I have got so many get out of jail free cards. With, that's not true. I
0: know. Hey,
1: and also, for the record, it's no secret here on the Hall of Heroes podcast that Travis and I are big old lefties. Regardless of your political affiliation, go vote. Should, like, take part in our democracy. Unless you're a Nazi, then go fuck yourself. For real, like. But,
2: like, take part in your own. As long as your opinion goddammit. is reasonable, that goes on both sides. Yeah. Um, you deserve to have it be heard in some way, shape, or form. Go vote. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we're on Supergirl, so this is relevant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so it, it tried to do the twisty thing with, you know, Guy was dead, but now he's actually the assassin. Um, <laughs> Naturally. On the actually cool front with Lena. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, she is. So, last episode, they captured, uh, John's brother. And yeah. they thought they sent him to the Phantom Zone. But Lena Luthor, in her genius, fucked with the portal that sent him to the Phantom Zone and actually just beamed him to her lab. Oh. Into a containment cell. And they worked out a deal where. Because she's been trying. She wants to. Basically, create mind control, um, so that she can stop people. It's one of those like I'm doing a bad thing from a good place. Yeah, she wants to make a world that where people don't want to hurt each other. That's fair. And, um, John's brother has the unique power to incept thoughts into people. Okay. To like, not just mind control them, but make them fully believe what they what's put in their head. Yeah. And she like isolates the frequency. Yeah, they work out a deal that like he helps her figure out this tech. Um, she gets rid of the mental block that is stopping him from killing his brother. Because it's a Martian thing, I guess, that you can't hurt your sibling. Okay. Uh, yeah, Whatever. It's I'm not super like up and up on Martian lore. I don't know if this is normal or not.
1: Not super up and up on Martian lore. I love that sentence.
2: That's only for comics, obviously. Like real Mars, I'm into it. (laughs) Elon hit me up. Um, but she figures out the tech, and he's like, "All right, cool. Now you're going to help me do this thing." And she's like, "No, I do no harm," because she's a doctor, technically. Yeah. And he's like, "Wait." What? And then she mind-controls him, because now she has that power. Yeah. So this is going to be fun going forward. <laughs> I'm sure nothing bad will come of it. Batwoman. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is actually really important. We got officially that Batwoman that is now caught up with Elseworlds. In oh. between last week's episode and the episode that premiered this past Sunday, Elseworlds happens. Okay. And they reference the Arkham breakout, quote-unquote, in this episode. Okay. Okay. Um so now we know kind of timeline wise where we are. When did she get the new suit? Right before Elseworld. Right before, okay. Yeah. So it was like last week
1: it was still the ugly one and now it's no, two, black and red. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. She like
2: she got in episode three. Oh, you said that. Never mind. You told me. You said on the air that she got the cool suit. Yeah. Never mind. No, that's fine. Um episode three, she gets the new suit. Episode four happens. Breakout this week's episode okay um this week's episode so keep talking my wrist is cramping really badly all of a sudden keep going trying to think of like where to align myself so we find out that alice aka beth has been stealing skin from dead people like just cutting off patches of skin from dead bodies in the morgue yeah um i mean uh, Everybody goes skin shopping from and time to time. for whatever reason, this is the breaking point for Kate. And she's like, I need to bring her in. Uh, and she put a tracker in her. I haven't talked a lot about like the deep plot, but she she has a direct line to find out where she is. So she goes, we get a moment where like she has the white eyes in the cowl. Because, you know, oh, Batman doesn't do. She's like, does Batman not have night vision goggles? And Luke goes, oh, Batman doesn't do goggles. And then she... Yeah. So we get the... I like that. The little yeah. subtle jab at Zack Snyder, too. <laughs> Batman doesn't do, do goggles. goggles. <laughs> but, um... So we get the... We get a shot of her with the cow with the white-overt eyes. Yeah. Which is... I liked it. It was cool. Yeah.
1: I think it in the Dark Knight. Yeah.
2: Know? Um... It's almost like... It's almost exactly like that, actually. Not like... Oh, okay. Not how it works, but how it looks. Yeah. Um... So... She captures Alice, yada, yada, you're my sister, yada, yada, what happened to you, yada, yada. And then she's like, I'll show you what happened to me. And we find out what happens to Beth right after the car crash. She's kidnapped by this crazy dude for no particular reason who has a son who was badly burned or hurt in a different accident, uh, who has the ability to mimic any voice he hears called Mouse um, that's just what Alice calls them. Yeah. Uh, they bond while she's in captivity. That's cool. Um, she's been stealing the skin for him. And like, it's, they leave so she can tell her, tell Kate the story and like show her because as it turns out, Beth managed to break out once and call their dad like, while they're still searching for her, they went to the house. Mouse is the perfect cover because he can just imitate Beth's voice. Okay. He, he, you know, the dad who kidnapped her is like, no, it was my son pulling a really bad prank. He's been obsessed with the, the her missing because it's been on the news or whatever. Um, and so they were there. Like, they've been in that house before.
1: Okay.
2: And uh, Papa Kane... I don't remember his first name, so I'm going to keep calling him Papa Kane, uh, finally accepts that Beth is Alice. Okay. Right? Because he's been like, oh, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. But now he knows. Like, he's, okay, I'm I'm done being a dumbass. <laughs>
1: I'm um, done being a character on the CW.
2: On the side, we have uh, Kate's stepsister. I'm gonna look up what the character's name is because I feel bad that like I even made a point to like commit it to memory and now I can't remember. Yeah. Uh let's see. Bat woman cast.
1: I'm adding that Mandalorian story to uh
2: Mary. Okay. Okay. Um her stepsister Mary finds out what her mom did so uh her mom kate's stepmom faked finding bone f- like they found deer bone fragments on a uh farm yeah where beth could have been and they're like oh that's beth's skull bone whatever she's dead um so mary finds out gets really upset about it goes to try to talk to kane, uh, kane kate about it and ends up just spending the night with luke okay like drunk and upset and luke's like please leave please leave yeah i'm begging you to leave um i love i love mary so much (laughs) just like so she's she like on outward to people is the ditzy like party girl yeah but she's running a secret clinic because she's a med student she's running a secret clinic to like actually help people that can't get help because of the because Gotham's a shithole.
0: Yeah, because
2: <laughs> Gotham's a shithole. That sounded fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Th- so sidebar. I love Mary Hamilton. She's great. Um, Solid. Yeah. Episode was fine. Did I cover all? F- I covered all four. Yes. Okay. Lightning round for Titans. Titans. Uh, <laughs> um. So they, they fix the I killed Jericho. He, he says, I'm responsible for Jericho. Which makes way more sense. Yeah, makes way, way more sense. But he's still, in my opinion, not like he shouldn't take as much responsibility as he does. But it's Dick Grayson. What are you going to do? But also that everyone else gets really fucking mad at him over it for no reason. <laughs> I guess because he didn't tell them. Yeah. Because So we find out what he told them and then what happened. He told them that when he got to the church, Jericho was already dead. So, not that like they
1: Jericho he, got killed in the crossfire between yeah. him and Deathstroke,
2: willingly, mind you. Yeah. Um. Not that that matters, but so everyone kind of like free. Everyone splits off. Donna, Hank, and Don leave. Because, like, they get really mad, but Hank gets really mad. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, They're still my favorite. Uh, for whatever reason, Rachel goes with Donna. Okay. They don't explain it. Um, Gar's kind of indifferent about it. He's like, hey, fuck-ups happen and you talk to us about it, so I forgive you. I wasn't really tied to the story anyway. Um, What's her name?
0: Starfire?
2: No, the Troy? not Donna. That Deathstroke's daughter. Um, yeah, Rose. Uh, Rose and Jason leave together because I guess they're gonna become a couple in some capacity. Oh, for fuck's sake, edgy dude meets edgy girl. <sighs> what are you gonna do? Um, and then Corey only leaves because there's this subplot going on right now with shit on uh, Tamaran, okay. Where, um, Blackfire has been taking over, like the oh. the um the monarchy. That's the word. Okay. I almost said matriarchy, and I'm like, that's not right. It's a different thing. Um, she's been like taking over the monarchy on Tamaran. Um, and the person that was there originally to like take her back is like, hey we need to go now. And then he dies and she's left without a ship. So we don't know what's going to happen there. Um, Dick goes off on his own to like, do his own, like try to fix things the best he can, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then he leaves Gar in charge of watching over Connor and Titan's tower. Oh, I'm sure that goes well. Connor wakes up. And he's, like, explaining to Connor where he is, what they do. Also, remember the big talk about, like, everyone has to know who Bruce Wayne, that Bruce Wayne is Batman? Yeah. Garfield fucking Logan somehow is not pieced together that Dick Grayson, who is Robin and was also raised by Bruce Wayne, he, he can't, he hasn't figured he out. doesn't that,
1: know that Bruce is wait, Batman?
2: No. <laughs> Because when he's like, what do I do when he wakes up? Dick's like, call Bruce Wayne. He'll know what to do. Or like, Connor will want to get in touch with Superman because they're both Kryptonian. Bruce can do that. And he's like, but before Bruce can do that, he's like, well, what's Bruce going to do about it? He just... did he say that in like a uh, his
1: superpower is he's rich or No. Like, he like does, do they make it clear that like he does not realize that
2: Bruce Wayne, Wayne means Batman? Yeah, he just like the the concept of Bruce Wayne has a connection to Superman is like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." <laughs> so yeah, uh Connor wakes up. He explains to him what the Titans thing is and like, "You can be a hero too because you're amazing." He f- two things one he makes the call of like you should be a titan because you can do really cool things after he plays a video game really well because you know are you sure this show isn't on the cw (laughs) and then after after connor wakes up and explains nuclear fission flawlessly he doesn't know what a tiger is of course so that's where we are um And then while they're out and about, like, he's like, yeah, we like, we try to watch out and help people who are like, who are being hurt. And Connor's like, okay, I can do that. And then the first thing he hears someone much like, help, they're hurting me. They're hurting me. What do you think is happening? What, like, what do you, what do you think he's hearing when he hears someone shout, help, they're hurting me? Give me an honest guess. An assault of some kind. He's hearing someone get arrested. Ooh. And who do you think... And not in the, like, they're detaining someone who, like, didn't... Like, they're aggressively detaining someone. He's just, like, up against the car, they're cuffing him, and he's shouting, they're hurting me. So what do you think Connor, who has no social awareness, does? He takes down, like, eight cops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the episode ends with everyone oh we get this really cute scene of uh no hank, when you say takes down Did do he like execute some motherfuckers not i don't believe so i don't okay. believe he used lethal force with this show who the fuck knows um we got this really cute scene of hank and don doing karaoke i don't know if it was actually them singing but if it was hot damn do they have pipes it probably wasn't. Hey, you never know. <laughs> I, I, the only reason because the actor who plays Hank has this like lower gravelly voice.
1: You never know. There's some people who I have know. that like.
2: But he, his range is uh, yours. Oh. I'll play you the scene later. Like I'll, I'll let you listen to him talk, and then I'll show you the scene of them singing. It also like it kind of looks like it was kind of placed over. Again, like if that's actually their singing voices, holy shit. Um, the episode ends with Gar kind of like, I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. Dick help. I fucked up. Like he's trying to call Dick. Um, Dick is about to buy a one way ticket to Greenland to be by himself. (laughs) Oh, so he goes to apologize. Like he goes to Jericho's mom and is like, Hey, yada, yada. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And she's like, I appreciate that you did this, but I can't ever forgive you. But maybe the guy in the next room over might have something to say to you. And Slade's there. Oh. And Slade's like, now that I've disbanded your family and you can't ever talk to them again because they fucking hate you. You never reassemble them. You never call them back to that tower. You never reassemble the Titans or I kill every one of them. We're done here, Dick. And he shuts the door on him. And Dick's like, well, I'm going to go live in solitude, I guess. I don't fucking know. Uh, and he goes he buys a one way ticket to greenland after a very forced conversation with the clerk at the airport i i think he sees superboy get like what happens with superboy on the news yeah i that shot was very unclear to me but then he like sets his bag down beats up two of the security guards and then like like he's getting arrested on purpose okay so he's either Trying to go break out Superboy because he saw what happened. Or he's like, no, wait. I need to serve time for what I did. And Drops his back, hits two cards, gets arrested on purpose. We'll find out next week. Um,
1: That's a lot.
2: Yeah. Sure Is that would. everything? I believe so. With that,
1: Travis... Where can the lovely people find you?
2: On Twitter at Travis and on Instagram at Travis Political. Okay. Although th- like it's weird because I want to talk about more of this shit on my Twitter and just like random stuff and then Star Wars people are following me, which is good. But I'm like, I don't I don't talk that much Star Wars. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> just retweet me a lot. Uh, um Hey. What? Oh, I already do shut up. I was a joke. I said a joke. <laughs> You're promoting yourself, you whore. Ah, a little bit. Um,
1: well, I do the social media plugs and stuff. I get JJ ready. No, you want to risk it? We're at the end of the show.
0: I'm not gonna risk it.
1: It's just for half a. Long, it's just for 30 seconds. Jared Bachman Stubbs. It's just try it. We'll see what happens. I'm Jared. It's not gonna do it to the whole show. We already have the rest of the show recorded. Okay, how about this? It, no, Jared, I, it do- doesn't.
2: It doesn't cut from wherever it starts lagging from. It just cuts randomly.
1: What if we? I'll insert it after. That's what I was going to say. Slap it on there. Cool. Because I'm I am more paranoid than you. I promise. Okay. No, 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 no. As long as you can slap it on after the fact, that's all I care about. Yeah. You guys can find me at on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Be sure to follow and like do back Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and listen to the other shows in the network. Do Back Discussion is our Star Wars show where we are counting down the weeks to The Rise of Skywalker with our audio commentary series. Our episode with Dan and Chris of BroAxiom is out now. And this Sunday, the editor-in-chief of Star Making Star Wars, Jason Ward himself, will be joining us for Revenge of the Sith this Sunday. Be sure to tune in and watch along with us. Check out Gorn, more Wicked Wednesday, Jerk the Curtain, and down the rabbit hole as well as do back sports as well for all your other pop culture news goodness with that be sure to tune in at the same bat time to the same bat channel we love you guys three thousand